Hey, Mark, it's February in Michigan. There is no snow on the ground, and it's going to be 60 degrees next week. Life is good. Indeed it is, Jack. It's a good time to be alive. How about we talk about leaders today? Let's go. You're listening to Unboxed, a youth ministry podcast where we help churches think outside the box of traditional youth ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Jack Janigian and Mark Ornis. Good to be back here, and I know you guys just came off of your winter retreat. So how'd that go for you? It was great. Uh, we went to Spring Hill Camp in Everett, Michigan, and uh, Heather Fleece was the guest speaker there. Oh, love man. Heather. Always love hearing her preach. And we took our middle schoolers and high schoolers, and she connected to both of them. All of them pulled something different from her messages. So, yeah, it was a really good weekend. How about you, buddy? You just came back too, huh? We we did. We did. Our our, our season's been a little bit of chaos. We do our middle school and high school separate. Uh, we had to make a, a speaker change and a venue change like three weeks out of our high school camp. Uh, which Perfect. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> super ideal. Uh, exactly how you want to plan it, but... Man, I feel like even in those moments uh, when details that you've planned for months don't come together, like, man, that that builds a real dependence on God. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good place to be. So, uh, But it, it's been good. Now, do you guys call it winter camp or winter retreat? You know, we go winter camp uh, just because we have summer camp and winter camp. I don't know. What about you? So I was winter retreat for like 17 years. That's all I had ever called it. And uh, the church I've been at here now for... Uh, nine years when I got here, they were like winter camp. Like, what's what's a winter retreat? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, this isn't a hill I'm gonna die on. So we're, yeah. we're, we're winter camp here, and uh, they correct me anytime I call it winter retreat. But that just shows that even us old dogs can learn new tricks. Bro, a- you know? Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> one needed. Hey, well, uh, we are uh, excited to be back with you all. Thanks for those who have listened thus far. Uh, more specifically, thanks to uh, a couple of friends of the podcast. Uh, Griffin, uh, Swihart, a local youth pastor, and Corey Rice, who's a pastor down in Kentucky, because uh, they've yeah. left some really kind reviews for us. They absolutely the, uh, did. Uh, what we're really trying to do with this podcast is, is help people think outside the box of youth ministry, and we want to help small churches think bigger and big churches think smaller, because Mark and I have both uh, worked in both of those environments, and there's pros and cons, and uh, but we don't want you to get stuck in like only one way of doing youth ministry, and so... With that being said, what are we talking about today, Mark? Yeah, so today we're talking all about volunteers, and uh, we're going to try to hit on a couple different avenues. We're going to talk a little bit about recruiting, uh, training, encouraging, freeing, resources, all those all those kinds of things we're going to try to hit on a little bit today, and uh, we're all going to launch it off talking about recruiting, and uh, Jack, you got a couple thoughts for us, eh? Uh, you, you look at churches and you talk to youth pastors, and this is a, a thing that comes up because so many guys talk about the fact that, man, I need more leaders. I need more leaders. I need always. More leaders. Yeah. Always. And, and that's and that's a good thing. That's it's it's You always want to be looking because you're hoping to always be growing, mm-hmm. and you want to be discipling. And, you know, and Jesus had his, you know, had these masses of people, but he also had his 12, and he also had his three. And, uh, and so getting more leaders to have further discipleship is a good thing. But when you talk about recruiting, um, it is, for me, one of the big 
keys for us is to have leaders recruiting leaders. Yeah. You know, for, absolutely. For not just to be me being the person that's you know, walking the halls at church, like looking for somebody who's wearing skinny jeans and saying, "Oh man, they'd be a they'd be a great leader." I don't even think that skinny... felt kind of personal there. Yeah, uh, with the skinny jeans comment, but that's fine. But but the reality is, I can do that. But our leaders who are currently part of the team, they're the ones that know the strengths and weaknesses that are needed to be a great leader. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of my best leaders have come from suggestions from other leaders. We had uh, one of our small group leaders one time text me on a Sunday after church and said, hey, you should reach out to this person. And I texted back and said, oh yeah, maybe I will. And then she texted me again and said, they're sitting right next to me. Reach out to them right now so I can talk to them about it. <laughs> and, and that wound up being a really strong leader. She just started with us this year and uh, so thankful for that recommendation because that's someone I never would have found, never would have known. She just moved back to the area and uh, we were able to get her connected and she's doing an incredible job. She's actually my daughter's small group leader. And uh, so obviously that's pretty personal. And yeah, word of mouth, you know, leaders recommending other leaders is really such a great way uh, to get really strong leaders. Yeah. What would be a, what would be a bad way to look for leaders then? Uh, Well, um, I, I think asking from the stage, man, I mean, it seems like the obvious choice would be uh, on a Sunday morning, doing an announcement, hey, we need some more small group leaders. It seems like an easy way, but the problem is you never know who's going to respond when you do that. Um, and sometimes the reality of it is you'll get some people who uh, aren't necessarily the right people to serve in this area because um, it takes a certain kind of person who really loves Jesus and really loves teenagers. So, and I'll tell you, and you and I both know this from experience, it is much harder to get the wrong person out of the position they're in than it is to just start with getting the right person in that position. And it's always a temptation. Like you said, there's always spots to fill. There's always volunteers we need. Um, But, you know, asking in front of the church or doing something at a service fair, if your church does those kind of things, um, there's other opportunities that you could ask for people to sign up for, but especially for small group leaders, the ones who are going to be actively discipling the students, you want to make sure you get the right people in those positions. Hey, one of the things I've had uh, young youth pastors talk to me about is uh, parents as small group leaders. Oh, yeah. And, and that's that's a, a big question. If you're going to have a parent who comes in as part of your volunteer team, then they need to be able to detach being a parent from being a leader. Oh, yeah. And so it's more specifically being a parent to their own child. Yeah. And, and so that's a difficult thing. But I've had some of my best small group leaders have been parents because I love to have that variety of ages in my volunteer team. I want to have some parents because sometimes I need people who think like parents to be like, hey, Jack, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, and that's an okay <laughs> thing. But what I can't have them saying was, well, Jack, that's a terrible idea because it's it's not good for Bobby. It's tough to strike a proper balance sometimes. But, man, when you get that parent who's all in and is there to disciple kids other than their own kids, uh, man, it can be a huge win for you. Yeah. More specifically, I'd say this. If you're a parent, you shouldn't want to be your kid's small group leader. <laughs> you know, right. you, you need to have a partnership, somebody else who's another adult who's speaking truth and life and wisdom into the life of your child. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, one last thing I'll say um, about recruiting is a really great way to recruit some really great leaders is to create a leadership pipeline through your student ministry. At my last church, I was there for about eight years. And by the end of my time there, about half of my volunteers were former students. And uh, so those students who 
uh, come through, graduate. I know in our area, a lot of students go away for school, so it's not common. They stick around. But man, every time they come back, I have them getting involved in leading, whether it's uh, helping with the message, helping with worship, because those are the ones that the ones who are really committed to your youth ministry, you know, those are the ones who are passionate about it and going to want to pass that on to the next generation after them. Um, So that's another another great pool to reach from is uh, students who've come through your ministry, been in leadership roles and uh, tapping into that is really great. Really great way to get volunteers as well. It's also going to encourage students to stay involved with the church. Yeah. You know, and so that's what we want. We don't want kids to graduate and then like be completely disconnected. And when they see, I'm not saying that every every kid should stay on as a youth leader, but I I would hope that they see those youth leaders staying involved in the church Mm -hmm. and and they would have that desire and to see that model and know this this guy, this girl walked the same place that they walked. And now is right there uh, doing the work of it. What do you do with uh, training? How do you most effectively train your youth leaders, Mark? Uh, One really easy win uh, is through DYM, uh, the National Day of Youth Ministry Volunteer Training. Did I get it right? It's just pretty close. You got all the right words, maybe not in the perfect order. I think I'd say something different every time. But anyway, it is such an easy win. For us and our volunteers, you know, we actually come over to Jack's church. We bring our volunteers over here every year for this training, and you get to hear some really great training from some really brilliant minds in student ministry. It's really affordable to bring your entire team. It's going to be even less expensive this year, so there's uh, some good stuff coming out on that. Let's go. Um, yeah, it's it's such an easy win, and uh, you get to sit around a table with your leaders discussing all these different topics that are brought up. And uh, also another really cool thing that our church does is after the meeting is over, we go back to our church, have lunch together, and then do some more specific training to our ministry Mm -hmm. as far as like how to use our databasing system, all that fun stuff. So we've been doing this for uh, quite a few years, and every year it's it's such an easy win. And I would say this with the National Day of Volunteer Youth Ministry training, if if you don't have one in your area, then to to call around to a couple churches because this year it's just it, it's more of a partnership experience than ever before. Mm-hmm. Just all pull in on it. Um, and again, you're talking for a very minimal cost, having a, a great day of effective training for your leaders. I know a lot of youth youth guys and gals who are listening to this, they they have this need like, well, I want to create my own thing. And so, and that's an okay thing. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, man, you need to have some things that are unique to your ministry, but, but some of these resources, whether it's DYM or the source youth ministry, or uh, there's, there's so many different great ones out there. The reality is this, is that, is that, you know, that they're already done really well mm-hmm. and they've put the time and energy and brought in the, the top resources you can have that should free you up to be able to do other things. I could I could put together a three-hour seminar about training for youth ministry. It would take me 25, 30 hours of prep to have something that's not quite as good as that. Now, it might be more specific to my people, or I can spend those same hours investing in the lives of students yeah. and, and sitting with them and, and prepping messages and doing some of the things that uh, will free me. And so some people, uh, they really don't like to use resources as much. I would challenge you to say it's going to free you to, to be able to do other things in ministry. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I love about it, 
you know, I won't speak for anyone else, but I feel like all the presenters know a whole lot more than I do. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I look at it as a lot of my volunteers don't know the names of the presenters they usually have, but these are all heroes of mine who spend their careers studying culture, adolescent development, all these different things that it's so hard to keep up on the latest developments. And they give you these 20-minute TED Talks on here's what you need to know. It's just such an easy win. And I'll say about YM University as well, uh, that is so easy to use. And you can just throw all the emails of your leaders on there. And they have really great resources. There was one week um, at a church I served at where we were dealing with just quite a few suicides in the local high school. And we decided, okay, you know, this is this is something we need to talk about. And they had a video on YM University on um, basically what to do if one of your students says they're contemplating suicide. It was a 25-minute video. We sent it to all of our leaders the week before and said, hey, we're talking about this very sensitive topic next week. I want you all to check out this video before you come. And uh, man, it was just, it was a really easy resource, but it was so good. The presenter who was sharing was an adolescent psychologist and, you know, who's focuses on teen suicide. Uh, man, it was just such a great resource, and I was really thankful to have it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I would uh, say this. When you when you do any kind of training with your leaders, and something like, you know, you guys going out for lunch after the, the training day is, is such an important thing because one of the things I challenge my leaders is as you listen to something and you watch something or a training, you know, you're going to have one of three responses. You're going you're gonna to watch it and be like, that's something that that's really cool, but we couldn't actually pull that off at our church, and that and that's an okay thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're gonna see something and you're gonna say, "We need to do that. That's a change we need to implement, and let's strategize on how we can do that." Or the third thing that's gonna happen, you're gonna hear something and say, "We're already doing that." Yeah, and then you're gonna be encouraged. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and so to to have these trainings is such an important thing in the lifeline uh, of your student ministries team that they might be encouraged, built up. And actually to do something without students around. Uh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I will say it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, you could reach out to some of the parents who are really thankful for the impact your ministry's had and say, hey, can you guys set up a taco bar for our le- leaders? We just want to bless our leaders, uh, which I know is one thing that I've always admired about you, Jack. It always looks like your volunteers are like so excited to work with you and partner with you, work side by side with you. So let's talk a little bit about that. What does it mean to really care for our volunteers, really show them, you know, encourage them, show them we're so thankful for them? What are some ideas you have for how to build a culture uh, among your team of people who just really love serving with you? I would say there's a couple things that are part of my regular rhythm. The The first one is this, to actually vocally express that. Um, you know, I'll express it from the yeah. stage when I'm in, in main church about, man, how we got the best volunteer leaders. Uh, our students hear me say that quite often. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the mission trip, for instance, you know, we do a mission trip down to Detroit where we stay in the city for a week. And, and I tell our students, hey, so when, when you get back, um, I know some of y'all do a really good job of coming up and say thank you to me. I get paid to be here. This is my job, you know? <laughs> That's right. Um, but but there's, man, there's there's these other guys and gals who are here with us all week who took vacation time from work mm-hmm. to sleep on a church floor in a 90-degree yep. basement of this church so that you guys could do the work of the ministry every day. Because if they're not there, I couldn't be here, and you couldn't be here. That's right. And so, um, so hopefully, man, my students hear me say it enough times to know how 
how thankful they should be for our leaders. But then I try to uh, show them that in some tangible ways as well. We just got back from our winter camps. One of the things that we do for our leaders every year is we give them a, a leader survival kit uh, for the weekend, and it always has some piece of uh, swag. In fact, I'm wearing our swag this from this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a little uh, pullover here, uh, yeah. quarter zip. And it'll have like a deck of playing cards, and it has their favorite snack and their favorite drink, and it has some Advil and earplugs and all, all the essentials <laughs> to get you through camp. But it's just like this little thing to say, man, thanks for being here. Yeah, it's funny. As we were prepping for the show, Jack told me about his Leader Survivor kits and uh, totally stole that idea for winter camp. And um, we did it very last minute and we got as much of the stuff as we could. It was just funny. It was a little brown lunch bag with like a deck of cards, their favorite candy, those kinds of things. And our leaders were so grateful. They were like man, this is so awesome. It shows that you guys were thinking of us. So it was very low cost. It didn't cost us a lot to do, um, but it had a really big impact on the leaders that came with us to camp. And it was so easy and it's an easy win. Yeah. And if you can find little ways to encourage your leaders throughout the year, whatever that may be. I have one of our leaders who's a teacher at a a Christian school in our area here, and he's, you know, always inviting kids out to youth group. And so I went and got him some uh, polo shirts because he's got to wear a collared shirt every day and look professional. But I got him a little, some polo shirts with our church, uh, like our youth group logo embroidered on it. That's awesome. Just, it's just an encouragement. I didn't get it for all my leaders, you know, but I got it for him just specifically, hey, here's something you can wear to school or sending a cup of coffee or, or dropping off a dinner, things like that, anything you can. And I will say this. I'll, I'll give one more, Mark, because, um, and this isn't this isn't me. This is one of my parents. Uh, when we got back from camp, we have one of our parents in our group that when we got back from uh, winter retreat this past Sunday, there is a full dinner waiting for each of our leaders to take home to their families. Wow. Yeah, and it's always awesome. amazing because, like, on any leader coming back from camp, the last thing they want to do is like, oh man, I gotta go grocery shopping. I gotta figure out for dinner. They're exhausted. They just want to go yep. to bed, but they need to eat some dinner. Man, there was a full dinner for their entire family, uh, and so that is again, amazing. That, that's like a zero cost item for me. I have a, a parent that just does that. Uh, I never asked them to do that, and they just do it. But that could be something if you're listening now and you got a camp, a mission trip, something coming up. Where you just get a couple parents and say, hey, would, would somebody just own this? Because there's people that want to serve, but they're not necessarily a small group leader. Or they're not necessarily uh, someone that wants to be there every Wednesday night. But if you got a couple parents that would just own some of those specialty things mm-hmm. to just encourage your leaders, that's going to be a win for your ministry as a whole. So Yeah, absolutely. And I would just say, uh, like Jack said, there are a lot of parents who maybe they don't want to be in a room full of teenagers every week, but... They are looking for ways to help. We, uh, towards the end of the year last year, um, our budget was running pretty thin, um, which I'm sure people listening can relate to. Um, uh, but we still wanted to do a dinner for our seniors, a senior banquet. So we put a sign up genius out there, which I've never done before. I don't know why, but we tried it and just said, hey, if you're, we had a taco bar, if you're willing to donate a bag of shredded cheese, a thing of sour cream. And uh, man, we wound up with way more stuff than we actually needed. And what we saw was all these parents who really appreciate what's happening uh, at our student ministry, and they would love to help, they just don't know how. So putting that ask out there uh, is such an easy win. And I would also say, if you're ever looking for ways to celebrate your leaders or um, go and have just a fun night out with them, uh, it doesn't have to be a million dollars. One of the things we do is uh, we have a camp pretty close to us that they let us bring our whole group to play archery tag 
And I think they charge us about 150 bucks and we bring like 30 people. Mm. And uh, it's just such, it's a unique thing that the leaders wouldn't get to do all the time. It's something we get to enjoy together uh, with a little break from the students just to grow and connect with each other. So if you have denominational camps close by or even Christian camps that you've partnered with in the past, uh, connect with them, ask them if their ways say, I want to bless my leaders. You know, what, what, what can we do? What's a good way to do that? It creates memories, man, with, uh, your volunteers and builds friendships among your volunteers as well. So if you were going to give a, um, a youth uh, pastor listening a suggestion on like what kind of resources, I mean, we've talked about obviously some online resources, but something that you could just put in their hands to build them up and encourage, like, where would you start? Yeah, I think, um, Gifts are really cool, um, you know, shirts, swag, things like that. Um, but as far as uh, books are concerned or something to encourage them as a leader, there's so many great resources out there. Uh, Lead Small by Reggie Joyner mm-hmm. is such a good book. It's short. It's an easy read. And uh, it really, I think, encourages them as leaders as much as gives them some tips and tricks uh, on how to really invest in their few. And I think it's a pretty affordable book as well. You could buy one for each of your leaders uh, for not a ton of money. So what about you, Jack? Yeah, and Orange does have so many good resources. They really do. And that's that's one of their real strengths is in that leadership development. Because I, I think of uh, a book that Reggie Joyner contributed as well. It was uh, It's Personal. Mm-hmm. And it's five questions that every small group leader should know, every youth leader should know. And it's just, it's it helps take your youth leaders to that next step. Like we always want to be growing. And it helps get them to that next spot, that next spot. Yeah. And I would say this, even with these resources, I mean, Mark just shared a great idea with the sign-up genius. Man, if you, you're you at a church and, and you say, man, I just don't have the budget to buy, you know, my all 10 of my youth leaders a book or whatever it may be, go on Amazon and create a baby registry. Yeah. And, and, and put the 10 books on there and just put it in your parent email. Hey, parents, you know, I got some, and and you could add some other things for your leaders and yeah. you can create a baby registry. And I, I do this every spring as we get ready for our summer camps and trips and stuff like that, especially knowing that I have some parents who aren't necessarily part of our a normal Sunday attendance here and say, hey, if anybody's looking for a way to creatively give to our student ministries, here's a registry I made. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do that at any point of the year with some resources, you know, and say, hey, man, here's a couple books I want to get. I want to start building a library of resources for our student ministries leaders. And then you take a book, uh, you know, Leading Small, It's Personal, any one of these. um, Obviously, there's just a a variety of authors that have done some incredible things, and and you can do some individual research, but then throw them on an Amazon list and and start building up your uh, library that way of ways to encourage your leaders. Yeah, it's so good. And no matter how big or small your budget is, um, there's creative ways that you can bless your leaders that, um, man, it, it, it doesn't have to take a ton of time or energy either. There's just some ways that easy wins. I love the baby wish list thing, man, or the baby registry. I'm definitely going to be stealing that from you, bro. Really <laughs> good. Really good. Hey, well, we could, uh, we could talk about, uh, leaders, um, for, for hours here, um, because we know, uh, man, as, as you guys have been in this, uh, for, you know, over 20 years each, mm-hmm. We know that our leaders are the ones that make the ministry go. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, if if you are trying to do this solo, if you're working in a small church, you, you need to start building that team. Yeah, absolutely. And start start pouring into it and make that your priority and start encouraging these people that they might encourage 
uh, your students and, and go from there. But that's going to be it's going to be the the backbone of your ministry, you 100%. know. And that's, so, uh, if you have questions about that, don't ever hesitate to reach out to Mark or myself, uh, whether on social media, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, give us a call. Let us know. Like if you got ideas, things you want to share, just go ahead and do that with us. Yeah. But we want to talk um, uh, transition here just a little bit as we get ready to close. We're going to talk, though, every month about some games, resources, things you can play. And uh, each month when we do this, we have a, a great sponsor that's come on board uh, with the Unbox podcast here, and that's Nine Square in the Air. Yes, sir. And we played some Nine Square at our winter camp last weekend, and uh, we our students love Nine Square, and we're thankful for them. It is a, uh, a ministry. Uh, it is a, a business that was started by a youth pastor, that's uh, right. a creative youth pastor uh, that's turned this into a career. And so we love Steve and everything that they got going at Nine Square. And in fact, uh, they got a great deal. Uh, if you uh, go to buy a Nine Square, whether the original set or the deluxe set, and you just use the code UNBOXED150, they're going to take $150 off of your order. And so they want to help youth pastors win. If you don't have a nine square yet, make it happen. And uh, actually, if you uh, follow us on our Facebook and Instagram page, uh, every month we're going to try to do some giveaways here with Unboxed. So uh, the first 10 people either on Facebook or Instagram who comment the word swag will be put in a drawing for uh, some nine square and some unboxed swag as well. And uh, we love giving stuff away, man. So we'd love to give some stuff to you. Uh, so again, Facebook or Instagram, Unbox to Youth Ministry Podcast, and just comment the word swag because we're really hip and know uh, what the youths are saying. So we pick the word swag. <laughs> Let's talk some games. Let's do it. Hey, you should play that. Mark, what do you got for us? Yeah, so one game that uh, we love, we do uh, pretty much every year now, is a DYM game. You can find it on downloadyouthministry.com. It's called When Leaves Attack. Um, and at first glance, you look at it, and it seems like such a just basic, dumb game. It's a trivia game about leaves. Uh, but And they even say this in the description, it's all about how you sell it. So when we do this game, uh, we, we hype it up a lot before we start and... We uh we start having like air raid sirens and stuff, and we're like, oh man, what what is happening? What is that in the distance? And then uh when the beat drops, there's a dubstep air raid song on Spotify that's useful for so many occasions. <laughs> um, but uh that when when the beat drops, we have all of our leaders just start throwing like thousands of fake leaves, which you can get on Amazon so cheap, and just chucking them in the air and all these things. And we just try to make it as crazy and as wild as we can, you know, flicker the lights on and off, whatever. And then uh, after that, we kind of lead into the game by saying, man, we have to be prepared. We need to know our enemy for next time they attack. And uh, then we play the game. And for each question, we bring a couple people up to answer it. And I mean, they're really tough questions, honestly, unless you're a uh, leaf aficionado. Um, and uh, <laughs> if anybody gets the question right, they stay. If they get it wrong, uh, is again, it's so dumb, but youth ministry, we have them uh, drink from a can of LaCroix with it not touching their mouth while we shoot them in the face with a leaf blower. Uh, why? Because I don't know why. That's it makes for some fantastic. great videos. <laughs> um, but a lot of uh, the games that you'll find on DYM or from other resources as well, uh, they're only as great or as basic as the people leading them. Mm. And uh, man, you can take such a simple game, but if you really build it up, hype it up, it can be a really big win for your student ministry. 
That's why the, it's important to be thinking about those games not on Wednesday at 5.30. Yeah, that's you right. You know, to put some time in because you can take such dumb things and make them yeah. so great. Uh, and so, I mean, you, there, there are those seasons when, when man, it's 5.30 and you need to come up with a game. I get that. Sure. But but for too many youth pastors, that's that's the norm. Yeah. And so uh, put some time, think about it, make it creative, make it fun, take things to the next level. Uh, it's such a such a great great thing. Um, yeah. I I just want to do the Lacroix with the leaf blower and make that a whole game. So yeah, because why not? It. You know, yeah, why not? <laughs> um, well, uh, one of the games we, we're talking leaders, and uh, man, my, my group loves uh, family feud type games. Uh, we've just gotten all, we've probably played them too many times, uh, <laughs> but one of my uh, and and there there are a couple fun family feud boards. I, mean, I know there's one on Sidekick. Uh, but there's there's also a, a site called Crowd Control Games. If if you don't uh, have an ongoing Sidekick membership, you can go on Crowd Control Games, and they have a Family Feud board that you can just buy. I think it's thirty dollars. It's all yeah. electronic. It's super easy to use. Um, but we did a crowd uh, a Family Feud where it was just based on answers that our leaders gave. Oh, yeah. uh, more so specifically, good. and again, this is a fun thing, especially to do in the fall, like as you're getting uh, new kids in, get to know our leaders. And so I would take, you know, I would had each of my leaders answer, give me your top eight of just different, your top eight candies, your top eight cereals, your top eight, whatever. Yeah. And so then I would do it. And the great thing about it is like the kids still really get into it. But then when like the answers didn't pop up that they want, man, the anger that they displayed <laughs> uh, towards our leaders and, and the, the mocking that we do, but it just makes it fun. It, yeah. it, it, and again, it, it takes down that wall between leader and student and it, it you know, brings them into the, that whole friendship level and fun level. And so, uh, family feud with leaders answers. Now you got, you can't, you got one pick ones that aren't super specific. You can be like, Oh, my top eight movies of all time. Cause nobody's going to ever get that. Yeah. But when you have a limited topic, candies, fast food, restaurants, uh, whatever it may be, um, it can be a huge win for you. So yeah, it's so good. And we always look for, you know, reasons or excuses to get our leaders involved with the games, get them in front of the students. So the students get more comfortable with them and they see them in like a lighter arena, you know, it's, it's a big win as well. So, um, yeah, Jack, as we're wrapping up here, what do you think like final thoughts on volunteers on leaders? One more nugget of truth. What do you got? Yeah. When I, when I think of this for me, uh, and, and Mark, you referenced a little bit this uh, as you closed last episode, but for me, it's so much about who you're working with mm-hmm. um, and who you're working with. And that, that that's a, from a church staff standpoint as well. You know, the guys that you're rubbing shoulders with every day, but your youth leaders, it's, it's more about who you're working with and who you're working for. And so, man, give me a good group of leaders and, and then, and let's just go. Like, yeah. I don't care if there's two yeah. kids there. If I got a good group of leaders that are there, ready to go, ready to invest, then God will grow that. Yeah. And so uh, I want to spend time with my leaders. I want to live life with my leaders. I want the leaders involved in the lives of my my children. Um, these are the people I want to do ministry with, and, and they're everything. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, w- I would say the same thing. You know, uh, leaders are... They're the ones who are going to laugh with you. They're going to cry with you. They're going to be the backbone of your ministry. Uh, so take some time to build this team and uh, take some time when you're recruiting, recruit the right people, um, and uh, it'll be it'll make all the difference in your student ministry, that's for sure. Um, well, 
We want to thank you guys for listening in with us again. Uh, hopefully uh, you've got some new ideas about recruiting and encouraging your volunteers because it's so, so important. And uh, man, we're having a blast doing this podcast. So thank you guys for listening. And uh, we look forward to sharing some stuff with you uh, next month as well. Let's go. You've just listened to Unboxed, a youth ministry podcast. Come follow us on Instagram or Facebook. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure and leave us a review. If you didn't enjoy this episode, we are sorry. Reviews are not available at this time. To all of you who joined us today, thanks for listening.